Hi, I'm Jet, host of Mornings with Nick Harcourt and Jet on the SoCal Sound. We are non-commercial, member-supported public radio in SoCal, and you can donate anytime at the SoCalSound.org. I am joined by an artist who just released her first ever debut album, full-length album. It is called Aperture, and her name is Hannah Jadagu. And she'll be playing at The Echo on September 19th. She'll be playing a show for Pop Scene at Brick and Mortar in San Francisco on September 20th. And on September 21st, she's going to be playing The Starlet Room in Sacramento. Thank you so much for joining me, Hannah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a pleasure kind of being able to chat a little bit with you before starting this interview. But... I wanted to pick your brain a little bit because not many people know you yet. Like our listeners just got introduced to you in the last year. It's been such a great journey and you've had so many milestones. So I wanted to pick your brain on uh, maybe some early influences. Like when you were younger, starting out as an artist, Mm -hmm. what was something that you were listening to around your house and musical taste that kind of influenced you? Yeah, I was listening to a lot of the Japanese house. Um, So that was one of my favorite artists, especially when I first began producing and songwriting at the same time in high school. Um, My sister just used to play them along with Bombay Bicycle Club and, you know, the 1975, all those kinds of indie pop artists. That's who I was listening to for sure. Because I was going to say, I've been picking up on that vibe, that kind of shoegazy 90s alt (laughs) like vibe that that sound kind of is proliferating through their music and also through yours. I love it. And you were, uh, I remember reading somewhere that like your sister was a major influence on you as when you were younger. What, What did your relationship kind of blossom into with your sister surrounding music? Yeah, it was interesting because I sort of always followed my sister as my sister is older than me in whatever activities they were doing. So it was like, you know, my sister joins choir, I join choir. My sister plays this album, I listen to that album. Um, So it was cool having an older sister that could sort of guide me and lead the way for all these cool and hip trends that the kids were into. Now, when you started uh, officially playing music, uh, how old were you when you first picked up a guitar and decided, this is what I like doing? Yeah, I've got a silly answer because I was (laughs) like 11 when I first picked up a guitar, Mm -hmm. but I tried to play a CeeLo Green song and I was very bad. My hands were very small. (laughs) So I didn't pick it up again until I was about 16. Um, And that's when I started looking up YouTube videos and trying to learn how to play chords and stuff. So self-taught? Yeah, self-taught. That's amazing. Sure. And and self-written, self-produced, yeah. self-everything. Definitely. I mean, really. So your first um, your first foray into publishing your own music mm-hmm. was your 2021 album, right? Or yes. EP, sorry. Uh, what is going on? You recorded that on your iPhone. Yeah. You've you actually like produced everything on <laughs> GarageBand and you did the guitar work yourself, the mic yourself. I mean, how was it making that first? EP? You know, it was a lot more simple than people may think when they first hear that because as someone who grew up with, you know, iPod touches and iPods, iPhones, iPads, I was very used to coming home after school and just messing around with GarageBand iOS, which is on your phone. Mm -hmm. So it was very intuitive for me and also the cheapest way. And I was inspired by this TED talk that I watched of Steve Lacey 
where he had bought an iRig, which allows you to connect your guitar into your phone. And then from there, I just sort of ventured into GarageBand and figuring out sounds and how to make it sound decent enough for SoundCloud and then Spotify. I love that. Yeah, because you were putting your music out on Spotify or on SoundCloud yeah. first, right? Yeah, Before definitely. Spotify and any of that. That's mm -hmm. amazing. I'm one of my favorite artists too, Steve Lacey. Yes. He's fantastic. I know he's, he's a big influence <laughs> on you too. He's he is amazing. absolutely amazing. So glad he's finally getting his just deserves uh, yeah. with the Grammys and everything. Absolutely. But um, so now you're on Aperture. Mm -hmm. You've released your debut full length album. I mean, that's got to feel fantastic with sub pop too yes. fantastic amazing uh brand i mean honestly every indie artist that i've been in love with forever yeah. has come off that real <laughs> yes so Great i'm like label. no wonder i love this album so much but <laughs> aperture i mean you since your ep to aperture you have literally graduated high school started school in music business at nyu yeah You've taken gap years in between to help with touring and, and yeah. creating this album, but you've also then recorded in France too. <laughs> I mean, these milestones are just incredible in your life. Um, and when I was like sitting and listening to the album, I was feeling, you know, I was listening to a bunch of the songs and I was like, okay, Aperture. I looked up the definition, you know, it means a space or yes. an opening. And I kind of after listening to the album and sitting with the title, I was thinking that, you know, it's where light enters, mm -hmm. it's an opening, you're opening yourself up to growth, yeah. I feel like, and learning. Yes. So I really felt that that was kind of where it yeah. was. So I was going to say, like, when we were talking before, because, you know, we, we chat beforehand, um, we kind of talked about that, you know, yeah. like, like, I'm going to throw it at you. Let me know if I'm wrong. Did I and kind of hit it? really good. I feel like you honestly hit it. A lot of people sometimes you know, get caught up in what it might mean. And I always say that it can mean whatever it wants for whoever. The interpretation. Um, but yeah, but yeah. that was a great interpretation. That's definitely where I was at when I decided to name it Aperture. That was more so my headspace. I really, I mean, I liked it because in there you touch on themes of relationships. Yeah. You touch on themes of faith. You touch yeah. on very, like, things of, of you know, gender even mm -hmm. and it's really incredible to your writing in that and and <laughs> i'm just i'm a very very big fan um but what are some of the things that along this journey from what is going on in 2021 being released and everything working on aperture putting it out mm -hmm. and now touring it what have you really learned along the road both about your music yeah and and the business but also you know more importantly i think about yourself yeah, something I've learned, at least in terms of the music, is that I've never been one to really write for the live show. I've just focused on writing for, you know, my own experience and the listener's experience. But something we're learning on tour is like how to make arrangements, you know? Sometimes yeah. what you take from the studio version doesn't always work out in the live version. So you have to figure out how to spice it up or maybe water it down at times. And that's been cool to figure out on this tour we've been on. But something I learned about myself is just it's important to take time and to go at your own pace and yeah. to just remember that you know yourself best. So just follow what your body is telling you in your mind. And that's been something I've been trying to practice, you know, on this tour and in between albums and school and whatnot. Yeah, it's like you got to take that time, carve out time mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. So definitely self-care, I'm yeah. sure. What is, I mean... Now that we're on that topic, yeah. what does self-care look like when you're on the road? Like, what's your thing? What is your thing to yes. do to kind of like 
let's recenter and zen myself. Yeah, I'm definitely more introverted. So something that I have to do a lot is just go to the back of the van. I'm usually that's usually my row, and I always have my headphones in, listen to one of my favorite albums, and just like I'm a chronic napper. So I love it. Just like not having to be present all the time and taking advantage of moments where I don't need to be the front person or I don't need to be the leader is very important to me because that allows me to recharge so that I can step up, you know, when it's time to play the show or like take on that leadership role. Honestly, I I kind of feel very similar to you in that mm -hmm. aspect is I'm that outgoing introvert. Yeah. So where yeah. I can turn it on and be there and be present and be yeah. like in and then I need to recharge those you batteries. Have to. Like you got to reset. You have to. I love it. Yeah. I lo I love your process. <laughs> so, we've talked about your journey and and you're on it right now. You yeah. just launched your Aperture headlining tour, your first ever headlining yes. tour. You're going to be playing the Echo tomorrow, one of my favorite venues here so in LA. I absolutely love that place. But how does it feel to be to be the headliner? Because you've yeah. opened for plenty of artists. Yeah. I mean, amazing artists. Yes. Wet and Beach Fossils. Yeah. I mean, to be a couple of them. But mm -hmm. I mean, how does it feel to, to be on your own tour now? It's pretty surreal. I think there's definitely still parts of it that I'm trying to navigate, you know, because like you said, I was so used to and pretty much comfortable doing the support thing. Yep. And we really got it down and we really understood what it meant to be a support band and how to win the crowd over and how to not take up too much space. But now that I'm the headliner, it's been interesting trying to figure out, you know, how to pick up the pace and really energize a room mm -hmm. because they're there to see you and they're paying to see you. And it's crazy to look out into the crowd and see people singing my lyrics. Like that's been really rewarding. So be I'm so enjoying surreal. it, but it's very surreal. Oh, it's, it's different for sure. That's amazing. And, and at 21, <laughs> literally yes. at 21. I mean, this is, I, she's 21. So <laughs> I, I always love to kind of wrap up my interviews with, uh, with this question. Yes. And of course, I kind of had to give it to you before because I don't want to just spring it on you. Yes. But if you had uh, three people, living or dead, musician or not, it can be three people, mm -hmm. anybody, mm -hmm. that have had a major impact on you and your life that Let's say you had to make some dinner reservations tonight and you wanted to invite all three. Who are, who are those three people? Yes, I would say Zendaya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent actress, but she also had music on Disney Channel. Yep. And I grew up on Disney Channel. Then I'd say Michael Jackson, because that was the first big pop star that I adored as a child. And, and you then, were saying you tried to emulate his dancing. And I tried to emulate some of his dance moves. Yes. I don't know if I succeeded because I was like eight, but <laughs> he's definitely someone that we always had the music videos on. Like I definitely became enamored with what it meant to be like a musician. And then my next pick would probably be Drake. Drake. <laughs> nice. Yes. So Zendaya, Michael Jackson, Drake. I love it. I love it. Hannah, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Good luck on your show tomorrow. I know it's going to be fantastic because it's at the Echo. You're going to have great sound and wonderful drinks. Definitely. <laughs> def legal drinks. Legal drinks now because you're 21. But congratulations on, on Aperture. You can get it wherever music is sold. It's on Sub Pop Records. Definitely go check it out. It is worth a listen. And if you want to go see her live, she's playing the Echo tomorrow. She'll be playing in San Francisco up at Brick and Mortar on uh, the 20th. And mm -hmm. on the 21st, she'll be playing in uh, Sacramento. So. Yeah. 
congrats, and I can't wait to see where this journey takes you. Thank you. <laughs> now we're going to have uh, Hannah Jadagu play a few songs for us.
Should I quiet down? 